Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. In a really amazing selection of other podcasts indicative of the recruitment market and the business market, for whatever reason you're listening now, we just want to say thank you for choosing us. We couldn't do this without our sponsor and our partners. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on in the show, but thank you to Pager, our sponsors, and our partners, Inclusion Crowd and Needy. And without further ado, let's jump in to get to know this week's guest. Well, it turns out that my next guest was breaking his podcast recording cherry on the Recruiters Recruitment podcast. This is Kieran Gilbert, and he is a really well-respected, well-regarded, and extremely well-liked director at Energize Group, which is a Manchester head office that I've been knowledgeable about for a very long time, but they are now actually a global business with offices around the world. And the reason I invited Kieran on today is because they have got the most phenomenal story in terms of their business, how it's evolved, how he's quite a rare beast in the recruitment market because he's only ever worked for one com- the one company, what he thinks the secret to that tenure is. And then for a significant component of this podcast, we talk about why having a meaningful diversity, inclusion and equality policy is more than just a tick box exercise. And then we do refer to our podcast partners, Inclusion Crowd and Ed Jervis, quite significantly in this. And it will explain the why and the how as to why they went on the journey to ensure that each and every person in the business was educated and actually licensed to recruit in a DEI way. But what it has meant for them in a significant way from an external perspective and commercially. And then we finish off with the most wonderful dialogue around high performance and the provenance of our recruitment industry. You are in for a treat. And Kieran is an absolutely delightful guest. I can't wait for you to get to know him better because he's really open, honest and vulnerable in this interview. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And I'm really excited to introduce to our global community today, somebody who I've had the pleasure of speaking to on many occasions, some of whom you may be aware of through watching on LinkedIn. They're award-winning business. And this is somebody who I think will give so much advice to whether you're a recruiter who's starting their recruitment journey, but also to fellow leaders as well, looking to elevate and possibly emulate this amazing business. This is Kieran Gilbert, and he's Director of Operations at the phenomenal Energize Group. Welcome to you today, Kieran. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for, for having me. You're very welcome. It's very nice to have a fellow Mancunian on, a fellow Northerner, because I seem to have all these global guests. And then when I get somebody on who's based in Manchester, well, you're in Nutsford, but you know, yeah. technically still the Northwest. Now, obviously, I know who you are, but yeah. for those who are new to potentially looking at Energize Group as a business and to you individually, Tell us a little bit of a bit of a bio about the business and you. Okay, good. So, so we're a global um, global staff and business in the digital and technology space. So, we've been based out of Didsbury um, since our inception. Um, we got offices now in in California, uh, Dallas, uh, and Madrid. Um, so, we've gone through some, some quite some decent growth recently. We've done. Um, kind of what many recruitment businesses do for not to 50s, um, a bit of a slog, took us quite a while to get there, the 50 to nearly 100, um, we did in no time um, uh, at all. So um, it's really the last two or three years where it's got really exciting for us. Um, we've um, achieved 41% compound annual growth, and we've really 
really move the, the business forward um you know reasonably quickly actually mm. well and, i'm sure we're going to cover a lot of those but we're going to try and unpick that as succinctly as we can yeah. because i'm just like going wow i mean that's impressive and i totally feel your pain point on behalf of so many of my clients of which you are one who really do struggle with that naught to 50 i mean actually they always say that the magic number is 20 that first that sort of starting out we get so many of our listeners who are in that scale up mode going from kind of boutique lifestyle business sort of cash cow business to wanting to actually have something meaningful so if you can if it is possible how do you go from that painful starting growth point to actually achieving consistent growth we are so proud at the recruiters recruitment podcast to be sponsored by pager pager helps recruiters to build personal brands to identify new business opportunities to attract those hard to find candidates and to basically have better conversations. Now, you will have a large network that you want to build credibility with on LinkedIn. And sometimes posting content every day feels impossible. Now, that changes once you have Pager. Pager provides you with the ideas, the content, and the scheduling capability for, to produce daily content to build out your own personal brand in minutes and for business development too. Pager identifies companies that are advertising jobs, have key hiring indicators such as funding rounds, mergers, acquisitions, or senior appointments, and then alerts you to this daily. Pager also enables you to write candidate-centric job adverts without bias in seconds. So once you advertise your job, Pager will then automatically create a branded post and publish it to LinkedIn without you even having to lift a finger. So when you want to actively source candidates, you can create complex Boolean strings in seconds. All you need to do is to provide the job title and location. Now, Pager is making thousands and thousands of recruiters smarter and faster. For more information, click on the link pager.co to book your demo and remember to mention the recruiters recruitment podcast when inquiring now back to the episode oh yeah it's, it's you know it's, it's a very very um good question and i think we we didn't have a, a number of the key components in place we mm. you know we were up and down and we we didn't really know our markets um we you know the talent that we recruited we didn't really kind of have that identity um at that point our our training probably wasn't fit for purpose albeit there were some really good elements of it and it was you know the key components we just didn't get right for a while mm. um and we worked really hard and that there was a turning point actually where we kind of stripped it all back and thought right what do we need to do here relaunched our vision um, had a great purpose underpinned by some some you know some really impactful values and then just put all the pieces together um, and it just come just come together and look it doesn't it's not perfect um, and it it's you know it hasn't been perfect um, you know throughout the whole journey and we still make mistakes of course but overall we're comfortable with our framework and mm. getting to 50 was was tricky I remember speaking I think it was the owner of Oliver James in a pub in in, in the Met in Didsbury years ago on a Friday. And he said to me, 
once you get to 50, it's easy. And that always stuck in my head. Mm. Um, and it wasn't easy, but we got to 50. So it was a lot easier. <laughs> easier. Yeah. Was, that, was that Ollie or Jimmy? Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy, yeah, well, they know what they know what they're talking about. Let's face it. <laughs> yeah, um, the um, it was that I used to a lot of the Oliver James lot used to go to the Met every Friday, and it's in the days where I was uh, free and single and um, knocking about Didsbury quite a lot. You're not so, allowed to anymore. No, definitely not. No, no, my life is is <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, that that comment always stuck with me. Yeah, no, I think it's really interesting, and I think you use a key word there, which is framework. And I think you know, if you sort of strip back a business and understand what your core values are as a business owner, we we do have quite a lot of coaches and you know people who've sold and scaled scaled and sold their businesses that come on the pod. And we we recently have had a couple of people on that not dissimilar to that, and they all yeah. conclude exactly what you felt and went through. That's your starting point. It's understanding what's your mission understanding your purpose understanding your values and then hiring people with those shared values but I know we're going to come on to the DEI piece because I think it's really important not yeah. to dive deviate yeah, yeah. off that so I mean you you obviously you know you've been part of this journey like you say right from the start which I think puts you in a very unique sort of cohort of people that haven't jumped around haven't <laughs> you know dare I use the negative term job hop but you, you know you haven't done the, the sort of recruitment career you know journey that a lot of people go on you've stayed with the same business so what is it about the business that's ensured that you've you've stayed and that you've grown with the business and why can't more companies achieve that level of tenure do you think so it's two twofold really yeah I mean a good question and um, one I get asked um, quite a lot being in my 17th year which is wow I think I think I worked out the other day I think I did the calculation 42 percent of my life which I'm not sure is a, a good or a bad thing uh, I'm gonna say um a good thing so um look I think it's uh, you know that there are a number of things I think that I think we've always had tried to have a point of difference our agency um so service is is a big one you know so what are we here to do we're not just here to um make money or recruiters to make money we've actually got a bit of a higher purpose we want to uh, create and and provide great service um, and working with a set of authentic values and a purpose that we live and breathe every day so you know for for me that's really really important and I think one thing and certainly post-covid is that the whole flexibility um, and autonomy piece and um, and that links into you know one of the the key parts of motivation and, and the trust that you, you need and um, and you know I've got that um, in abundance and certainly with my lifestyle two young kids my wife is very focused on her career I'm really passionate about her career as well and you know I I can I've got the trust to um, be able to do do my job but also pick my kids up twice a week and um, and go to sports days and the fact that I've got that trust and, and that relationship with my CEO is um, you know makes me want to um, makes me want to stay and it's like what why would I go elsewhere and it's been very good to me I've had some challenges in my career I've had some you know some quite quite bad health scares and time off and you know all of these things uh all stick with me and I've got that emotional bond with that and mm. um, and we're very big on that you know and that's mm. not just me that is our staff that is how we look after our people um how we you know we've got an energized fund for people who are struggling financially wow. now that kind of thing and I think um that's quite important and and it's not just um you know in our business we, we kind of buck the trend a little bit there's a few people in that 10 to 15 year group a lot of people in that 
um, in the five to 10 year group. We used to have a five year club uh, every time someone hit five years and we can't do that anymore because so many people wow. hit it. So we just That's have to amazing. Do it once a year. So, um, so we bucked the trend a little bit. And, um, and I think to answer the other bit of your question um, is that, um, you know, why is it rare in the industry? And I think it's a shame because the, um, that it is quite rare in the industry. You know, people leave companies because of um, their manager, lack of career advancement, lack of flexibility, all of these things. Um, and we've tried to look at those core things and and make sure that we, we're kind of living those and helping our guys those and making sure that we're, you know, we've got that as part of our, um of our kind of toolbox if you like so um, no I, I do I, I do love that and I think you know there's an element of law of, of attraction actually so if you're kind of the pinnacle of you know what a what a good employee looks like but you're also in a leadership role you're going to naturally attract those sorts of people into the business and therefore almost empathize I guess but see you know really truly see and, and create pathways that you know if they've got an issue a health scare or family issues or whatever it might be they know they can come and talk to you. And I do think that your tenure is actually, from what you've just said there, that's remarkable because recruitment is notorious with poor attrition. And I think my day job, obviously, as you know, is a rector act. And I think my yeah. job is to protect and navigate the right people into our industry, through the industry when they're moving on. And the fact is people actually don't leave companies. It's really old cliche, but they, they leave leaders. Yeah. That's who they leave. Yeah. And it's lack of leadership that they leave. It's not leadership, it's lack of. Yeah, I agree. And look, this is something that now we've got so many more managers that we're continually working on because mm. um, when you're a small management team, it's easy to control. But when you've got 20, 25 different managers in the business now, it's wow. it's, it's a lot more, more difficult. And now we talk a little bit um, uh, about this, you know, when we come on to the, the DE&I bit, but I think it's creating that psychological safety um, and we and, and we're yeah. And we try and do that so if there are issues if there are problems you know people feel like they can approach us as employees and we've got systems and, and frameworks and channels in place where people can feel comfortable doing that that's really important um and something we're continually reviewing um as well to make sure it's 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 in place yeah and i think you know it, does, it doesn't get talked about enough being feeling safe and and go, and knowing that you are safe to talk to somebody at work about something where in another place you would be prejudiced you know you would you just wouldn't feel secure whether it's talking about sexuality it's talking about a health issue talking about religious aspect whatever it might be and i know we're going to come on to the dni piece but i think it's a common misconception that you've got a dichotomy that you can't be this successful sales business which you are go through scale and still look after people i think it's we need to between us let's blow up this concept that you can't be all of it because you can yeah exactly i couldn't agree more and it's not easy um because no. you combined a quite a difficult a job which requires a lot of <laughs> characteristics that, that that lend itself to um you know to a certain way of working but not 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 in every way but in some ways and you have to balance that with um with the, the empathy and all the other things that that's important so it the getting the balance is is challenging but it's not impossible and, and that's what we try and do um it's about I think it's about I think to me when you're if you're hiring new people into the recruitment industry you need equal quantities of fortitude and kindness and I think yeah. those two main traits combined 
create the most incredible force of nature to make things happen for people, but you do it with real compassion and kindness. That's just my view on things. So yeah, we, we absolutely, you know, for anyone that has been listening to the pod for a while, you know that one of our proudest partners since the start of 2023 has been Inclusion Crowd. So if you sometimes skip through the little sponsored bit, please don't. Have a little listen. It's only 30 seconds of my voice, but click through. We always share the links for Inclusion Crowd. I am very proud that I was the sort of facilitator to introduce Energized Group to Inclusion Crowd and Ed Jervis. So just go back a step. I mean, we probably might need to go back a few steps, actually. But as a business, you have absolutely elevated yourself in terms of the policies, the culture of DEI, and what it means. So talk us through why you did this in the first place. and then how you've done it and then what the impact's been we just want to know the whole journey because it's everybody's talking about it but you have literally transformed what it means as a recruitment business the recruiters recruitment podcast is thrilled to be partnering with inclusion crowd inclusion crowd put the d into diversity but do it disruptively we love that really reflecting what we're about I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020, and I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society, and that no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell, you have a contribution to make, an Inclusion Crowd educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally inclusion crowd like the recruiters recruitment podcast has clients all over the world and they specialize in our industry what we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent, but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening, making more profitable business and a much better industry, highly regarded. Inclusion Crowd are also the official awarding body for the inclusion and diversity certification mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering Inclusion Crowd. If you want to know more information, please click on the link in this episode and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you do so. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, and, and do, you know, do you know what? It's... Um... It's been probably one of the the most impactful things and the most proudest things that I've been a part of and had the you know the the kind of privilege to be a part of um, as well and um, you know big shout out to to Mel who's our head of people and culture who who we worked very closely with this along with um, Ed um, Ed Jervis who's brilliant of Inclusion Crowd and our senior management team but. I think our journey, I think um, Mel and I have always had a passion for it. I mean, my personal journey is that it's something, it's always been very important to, to me. Uh, my mum was disabled. Um, I grew up in a small town just outside of Brighton. Unfortunately, I witnessed and, and heard things um, that weren't particularly nice. And so from a very kind of young age, I always 
you know, had this kind of vision of an equ equitable um, society. And so having that perspective and then being able to help shape that in a workplace is, is, is you know, I'm very lucky to, to be able to do that. And I think the reason why I'm saying this is I think DE&I has to come from a place of authenticity. Um, and this is where Ed has been brilliant. He's cut through the noise um he said it's not a tick box exercise this is not about at the end of x and such a day you can have this 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 and this you know it needs to mean something um so he's almost reverse engineered it in the right way and, and that's what we've tried to do so our journeys come with right what needs to happen it needs to be authentic it needs to be not just a um a people and culture you know driven exercise it needs to come from you know, senior managers, directors, all the, the the operating board, all the people that matter, and and that starts with education, um, and that comes what's seriously lacking. And I think uh, I think there's a common misconception where um, you know people might be doing or saying things that might be deemed inappropriate, and I don't think it's because of these people are necessarily just in general bad people. I just think that's a bit of a common um, uh, a common misunderstanding and, and lack of awareness. I yeah. think. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. and, um, and that's what we've tried to do. You know, we've tried to start with a top down, uh, you know, as top down strategy, working with the senior leadership team, having workshops, um, building the education and then setting some softer targets, closing the gender balance was a big one for us. Yes, we did definitely. very well. You know, we focusing getting more women into to senior managerial positions. This is work in progress for us. We're better, but we're nowhere near where we, we should be. Mm. Uh, and this is one thing about the United. It's almost like it's a journey. You have to go on it. You know, yeah. it's you're not, not going, you're not going from A to B at all. It's just like you say, it's it's starting A every time, isn't it? it exactly. And um and and there's things that we've done that, you know, I think, um, you know, things that I'm, I'm particularly proud of. Um, you know, we collected all the diversity data last year. So we got all the protected characteristics um, and, and the breakdown of everyone um, across the group. We've got employee resource groups on mental health, DE&I, charity. Um, we put people through a license to recruit course. Um, so people are now qualified. And that includes um, our talent acquisition lead. So we're focusing on, on data. Um, yes. And our next step now is we're doing a data pilot where we're looking at who we're reaching internally to see what pool of candidates that we're trying to attract to our business and saying, is that, you know, is that um, casting the net wide enough? So we're wow. trying to collect that data. Um, and then what we're doing, and this is the bit that I'm really excited about, and this is where Ed's been, you know, kind of part of this journey from the start is that, you know, we, we're starting to become thought leaders in this space. Our clients have started coming to us, Mel's advising clients on what we're doing. So actually the value that we're adding now to our clients and our community is, 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 is massive. And we're not saying we're perfect, but what we're doing is, look, this is our journey. Let's, let's have a chat about it. How are you doing? What are you doing? And it, it just really helps with supporting our clients as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of it. And it, honestly, it's just a privilege to be a part of. Mm. And do you know what? That last bit, I'm covered. I mean, I was covered in goosebumps when you shared that about your mum and your upbringing. And thank you for sharing something so personal with us. But that last bit, if you are listening to this now and you are a recruitment leader and you have done the tick box with mental health, with diversity and inclusion, with menopause, with menstruation, with any of these things, 
please stop the tick boxing. This is something that is so meaningful to every single person in your workplace. But then think about what Kieran's just said. Commercially, you become the educator of your clients. It just the the impact this can have on the entire working world is phenomenal because us as recruiters, there are 30,000 recruitment companies in the UK alone. If each of us does something today to create a safe space where somebody's going to feel included and is educated by someone like Inclusion Crowd, think about the impact we can have on the whole working population. It's just to me, it blows my mind. Yeah, it's incredible. And look, I think, and although it's nowhere near where um you know, this needs to be for me, but I, I do think there's some some really encouraging signs. The fact that it's now part of the conversation, businesses are speaking about it. The execution of it might be questionable, but um, at least we're having a conversation about it, which you is are. a big step forward to where we were five years ago. Most me. definitely. And for me, you know, if we look at, if I look at something altruistically and, and very, very objectively, the role of the recruitment consultant is in a, like everything because of AI, is in a state of evolution and part of that evolution is us us ourselves removing this sales hat and seeing us as true consultants and in order to be a true consultant you need to be educated in things that are impacting the human beings that you're taking on a journey whether that's your hiring client or whether it's your candidate so you are literally walking and talking that evolution but you would you will be the business that will be still be around in 10 years time because you've done it ahead of the curve that's what's exciting isn't it Kieran oh absolutely and we you know we're a better business for it now we've been an even better business for it um five years down the line yeah and I know you're so passionate about it and that's just it's just it's so contagious how passionate you are about it and you know Mel's been on she came on a show at the start of 2023 with Ed we actually ran we ran a, a live god I don't know if I could do that again uh, I'm saying that I'm actually running a live live event in real life which I'll have to tell you about um which Ed's going to come and speak at but she was amazing and she shared a lot of this data and you know to have you know senior leadership team like you say you know you've got so many people in your business that are truly transforming their own lives but also the lives and impacts of everyone else so but commercially speaking you're having an impact presumably and it's improving your performance because those clients are trusting you on so many different levels absolutely and you know if if you if you look at it um you know if you've got someone that's i don't know ceo of a business who doesn't necessarily um want to buy into it mm. but if you can start talking about the, the the commercial um benefits of it then you know i think it has it has a bigger impact that might not be the right way of going about it but again at least mm. it's a at least it's better to be in that position and have someone having the freedom to to do that in a business than not yeah, you know, so, totally, um, I totally, totally agree. Now, I'm going to steal a little bit of a line here from one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to, which is the High yeah. Performance Podcast. And in fact, I'm I still boast about it, even though it's over two years <laughs> ago that Damien Hughes came on my podcast. He came on the recruiters. Yeah. If you go right back in the archive, you'll find him on there. He was amazing. He was absolutely delightful. And one of the things that they asked their guests at the start is what yeah. their, what's their de- definition of high performance. So. I do want to throw that to you because you do class yourselves as, you know, you you are the the home of high performance. So what, first of all, how do we know whether somebody is high performing? And secondly, what does that actually mean to you as a business? We are so proud to be partners of Needy, the gifting revolution. Here at Key Recruitment, we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs but also as an extra special thank you to clients, 
or when a team is celebrating something really special. But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at key recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy source sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI forming to make the best gift experience for you, click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering. Now, back to the episode. Um, what, what does high, high performing mean to, um, to us as a business? Mm. I think, you know, that is being the, the very best version of yourself and absolutely fulfilling your, your potential, um, I think. And, and that's all we ask for. People will be at different levels um, in terms of mm. the amounts they can fill or, or, or capability. Um, some will be more than others, but just be the very best person that you can be and, and, and feel your potential and, and, and give, you know, every day, give, give your best, I think um i think is 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 how i would kind of define it in our mantra um in, in our business and um and we've had a mindset shift um you know over the last two to three years or so we we wanted to move to a high performance business we wanted to be known for that because we wasn't we wasn't and and we had to create that and worked very hard to almost get to, to that point and we could be better we could be much better mm. but that's how we feel we always want to strive for improvement uh, so. I, I find that fascinating because I agree with you wholeheartedly and it's very subjective actually it's a really subjective thing isn't it like to some people listening they might think well high performance to me means someone that's billing it in excess of 500 grand a year or whatever but actually, that's one component. That's just measuring their actual outputs. What about their behaviours? What about their interactions? What about how they are educating? I mean, to me, to be seen as a thought leader, to be so highly regarded that your community is trusting you. I mean, you can't buy that. Mm. You can't buy that. You can't suddenly buy the best website. You can't buy that position that's created because you are fulfilling your potential as a human being they say don't they that you know because i listen to a plethora of podcasts including jay shetty and you know the whole kind of yeah, you know the deathbed yeah. concept and the yeah. nurses that you know sit with people as they are in their final hours and no one ever regrets ever you know not spending more time at work or trying to make more money it's all mm -hmm. around being their best selves and yeah. living their best life so I, I love that that's how you see it as a business but, I've, yeah we've ta i've taken quite a lot out of his book think like a monk which is brilliant yeah. i've read it it's uh Amazing. It actually um a bit of a life-changing book for me yeah. um, but it's um there's a lot around that isn't that per person yeah. um, self-worth and that feeding into um maximizing um your, your potential um, but i think but i think that you know given that you've you've done 17 years you know you're coming up for nearly 20 years i know you're being but if anyone's watching is being blinded by the sun possibly that's like some kind of spirituality going on but i think it's just yeah, you know, bless you i know he's like hiding in the corner and we do actually have sunshine in manchester for those that are listening <laughs> um i think that there, there's been such a shift in the last 20 years in terms of as an industry 
how we want to be perceived and that it isn't about who's going to come in and make us the most money. It's actually having this framework around values and purpose and principles and, and integrity and ethics and all the, then all the next layers, which is around the diversity, inclusion, mental health, and, you know, that flexibility and supporting people. It actually, you're allowing people to, you're giving them this platform to just go and be there themselves safely. I got so excited. I've nearly put my headphones back there. <laughs> It's that, I do think that you are that you should how businesses should aspire to be like. What 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 you said right there is is probably um uh, yeah something that really resonates with me because you can go you know look, fundamentally people go into this sector um to to get accelerate career progression to to want to work in a client and candidate facing role and and have that opportunity to earn quite a lot of money quickly i think that shouldn't change i think because that attracts the right sort of people to our industry um albeit i think there's is nuance now and i think what we try and do is we try and bring in all the other bits the the well-being the purpose the you know what are we here what's our why um you know and that then feeds into that intrinsic motivation that i think is really really important because someone can go and do the job anywhere right so then if we get that bit right and we don't get it perfect um if you get that bit right then you create that engagement you get that glue your attrition levels go down you, you've got more chance of having sustained growth um so there's uh, there's lots of it's lots of advantages um to it and i'm i'm glad i think the staffing industry is the reputation is changing and improving i think i think we're now becoming more recognized and respected which i think is a good thing um oh. A hundred percent. And it's the ones that are all the things that you've just described that won't be replaced by an AI or a robot. And obviously it's all about the human using the technology. We know that now, but I totally agree with you. I think we're at a really exciting stage in our evolution and it's down to companies like you. It is as simple as that. And that's why I really was so keen to get you on. So thank you for giving your time to, uh, to us today to do that. You're welcome. I've enjoyed it. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. And it's, uh, you know, it's really nice to get to know the business better. And I'm sure that if anyone wants to get in touch, we'll make sure your contact information's on there. And we'll also be tagging Ed Jervis in for the inclusion crowd. If any of you are interested, then please drop me a line or, or Kieran or Mel, and I'm sure they'll be happy to give some insight. So thank you so much for joining us on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast.